Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast today. We're going to begin our study in Acts 16 in verse number 11 today. It's been a, a little over a week since I've been with you. Just took a little break uh, from the podcast and had some other things going on that was conflicting a little bit with my schedule. But anyway, here we are in verse 11. You'll remember that uh, last time we were together, we talked about the, the dream that Paul had uh, of a man from Macedonia that... Uh, that asked him or implored him to come and help him, and we that is that is commonly known as the Macedonian call, and uh, so that was last time where uh, Luke had written that that Paul had seen the vision and immediately the team sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called all of them uh, individually to preach the gospel to the Macedonians. So no, remember, this is a part of Europe that the gospel had never gone to. And they were trying to go to some other areas, if you'll recall, uh, a certain part of Asia Minor, a place called Mysia, Bithynia. They were trying to sort of branch out and just do what we Christians do. We want to go share the good news. But the Lord kept telling them no, kept telling them no. And then in the midst of all of this, Paul has this dream from a man named Mas- uh, from Macedonia. And Macedonia, again, being that part that's, that's more east and north of where these other areas of Asia Minor were. And now they're able to go because they're not stuck in some other area. Um, And so we'll pick it up here in verse 11. It says, Therefore, sailing from Troas, uh, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now, in uh, Jewish culture, if there was uh, more than 10 men uh, in a city or or a population center, they would build a synagogue. And it could be that they had less than 10, or it could mean that they just didn't have the the resources to build a synagogue yet. So instead of having a a building, let's say, they would just go out to the riverside and pray and and have their, their Sabbath service. And then it says in verse 14, Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshiped God, and the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Thyatira is in an area of what we call modern-day Turkey, Asia Minor, and it was known for its purple dye. Purple was and is the color of royalty, so it was a popular color in those days. And and so I don't know that it, if Lydia was a, a merchant of the dye itself or also sold uh, the cloth, textiles we would call it, uh, but at whatever Whatever the case, she is some type of a businesswoman, and she uh, is heeding the gospel message spoken by Paul. Verse fifteen says, "When she and her household were baptized, and when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay.' And so she persuaded us. So understand this: that this is the first woman, or the first person." Uh, who is ever recorded to be saved in Europe. And it could be that she was the first person, not just the first one recorded, but the very first, because as of yet they hadn't ventured into this part of the world. Uh, So here we see uh, literally history being made here uh, because Paul and his team were being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Understand this, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you and I as well, just the way he did Paul. And I talked a little bit about our journey as a church 
last time we were together and how we were trying to buy a building that was really not suitable for us, but we were thinking that we could make it work, and it just wasn't God's plan. So here, here we see Paul being led by the Spirit, desiring to go to other areas, but God saying no. Had he gone, God still would have loved him. God still would have taken care of him, but he had an assignment. And in order for the assignment to be fulfilled, you have to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14 says the sons and daughters of God are those that are led by the Spirit of God. And so it's easy to run past the, the leading, the unction, you could call it, the, the nudging of the Spirit on the inside. But if we learn to be sensitive to the voice of God, learn to be sensitive to His leading and his, his, the way he, he moves with us, then, friend, we end up at the right place at the right time, making history, literally, in the lives of people who have never known Jesus. And so this woman now is saved. Her household is saved. Uh, and verse 16 says, Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. Uh, the girl followed Paul and us. Now, this is Luke writing, of course, verse 17. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. So notice that what she's saying isn't wrong. It's right. But Paul recognizes a, a false spirit here. And uh, in those days, divination, in fact, in div divination in any form in the Bible is a sin. It is uh, an irritation to God. Christians don't need the wisdom of, of the demon world or the quote-unquote spirit world because it's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. He'll speak to you. He'll even show you things to come. But it's not for your financial gain. These people are running around making money because this girl has this demon spirit and she's able to see the future. And so they use it as a way to make, to make a living. And, uh, and it's everything that God is not about. So it says this in verse 18, And she did this for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Notice it wasn't that very moment, but that very hour. And notice also he spoke to the Spirit, not to the girl. She was possessed by the Spirit. And again, what the Spirit was proclaiming was, was not wrong. But it was just a way of that spirit getting um, recognition. It was all self-focused. Uh, uh, in other words, it, what the focus wasn't on who these men were. The focus was on the fact that she knew who they were without knowing them. Uh, sometimes in church. Now, this isn't the exact same thing, but it still bugs me, so I'll share it with you. When people amen every single word that I say, once in a while we'll get somebody come through that's not, uh, you know, familiar with our church, and I'm talking every syllable almost, every breath, they're amening. Uh, and that is, I know it irritates the people sitting around them because people actually, believe it or not, are trying to listen and learn and hear from the Word of God. And, and these people want to amen every word. And what bugs me about it isn't with them, but it's the reason they're doing it because I used to be that person. Uh, when I first got excited about Jesus, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And so I would go to Bible studies, and man, I would amen every stinking word. 
And really, it wasn't because I was in agreement, even though I was, but really, I wanted everybody to see how spiritual I was. And I thought that's the way this thing worked. So this girl is doing this for her own, well, the Spirit is doing it for its own magnification, not the fact that these were men of God, but the fact that he, that the Spirit wanted to draw attention to the girl so that she would be more valuable and make more money off of this off of the spirit. So at any rate, that's what's happening here. He's annoyed. He speaks to the spirit. Guess what the spirit does? It obeys the word of God because he didn't back down. You don't have to be afraid of demon spirits. You don't have to be afraid that they're not going to do what you tell them to do. When you speak in authority, they must obey. But her masters, verse 19, saw that their hope of profit was gone. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. The customs uh, were essentially that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And as a Roman, that could get you killed uh, or as anybody that could get you killed. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. So that's all of our time today. We're going to stop right there, and we'll pick back up tomorrow with uh, with this idea that they're locked in the inner prison now and see what happens with them. But just understand this, friend, that as God leads and guides your heart, there will be people coming along that have selfish motives, selfish ambition. It's really not them so much as the spirit that's driving them in some cases. In some cases, they these people are saved just with the wrong understanding. So a person that's saved and just wants to amen every word or wants to do something to, to cause themselves to be seen as more spiritual, those people, I believe that you can talk to and love and, and share the heart of God and help them to grow and mature. Uh, but people that are driven by demon spirit, people that are not saved and just trying to get something and gain something from the things of God, then those people can be rebuked in love because you're not talking about flesh and blood here. You're talking about uh, the principalities that are driving them. So at any rate, there you have it. That's our time for today. Thank you for being with me, and I'll see you right here tomorrow on the podcast.